Hello, everyone, and welcome to Pop Culture Period Peace Podcast. My name is Laura, and I'm going to talk a little bit about what we're going to talk about today. So Julie and I are going to talk about Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter, and the movie, and also the book that it was based off of. With that, we're going to be talking about slavery and tropes when it comes to slave owners that we see in media. If that is not something you want to listen to today, we understand that this is a sensitive subject. Please feel free to skip this episode, listen to our other episodes. Now, for those of you that haven't either read the book or watched the film, I'll give you a little bit of a rundown. So Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter starts when Abraham Lincoln is a boy and his mother is killed by a vampire. And then he makes it his goal to eradicate vampires. Now, all of the vampires also seem to be slave owners and from the South. And with that, it aligns completely with the Civil War and his mission to destroy slave owners uh, that are also vampires. So that's a little bit about what we are going to talk about. If you want to watch the movie, please feel free to. If not, you just want to give us a listen, feel free to as well. Hello, listeners, salutations, and welcome to the Pop Culture Period Peace Podcast. I'm Laura. I'm Julie. And we are going to uh, talk about a pop culture period piece, movie, book, or video game. Um, that we have both uh, consumed in their various forms. So right now we're dealing with movies and since it's October, we our theme is horror. Um, so we are going to be talking about a horror film, but before we get into that, Julie, do you have any recommendations for our listeners? Oh, I do have a recommendation. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a book that's coming out. Ooh. And I'm I'm pulling up the release date right now. Um, the book itself is called "We Are Not Like Them." Okay. Um, oh, it's it's out. I'm really behind. It wow. came out in February. It's like really out. <laughs> it's not like I, it came out five days ago. I genuinely feel like I lost a period of my life. I thought this book was about to come out. I mean, it's been, it's been a rough year and a half. Like, I feel like the fact that it is almost October, we're recording this in September, obviously, um, is insane. Like, insane. Where, and 2021, where did 2019 go? Wow. Well, I highly recommend this book that apparently came out a year ago. I've I've been actively recommending this book to people and I had somehow convinced myself it was coming out in October. So I've been telling people you can't get it until October 5th. Wow. Because I just a lot more sales. I, I just chose a date. Um it is co-written by two women. Mm-hmm. Um and it is a book about two women, one black and one white, and uh their friendship is altered by a very specific and tragic event. And the the book is following that. Um, and it's a beautiful book in itself. It's asking a lot of con- complex questions about race um, and friendship, but also uh, as the author spoke about it, they talk about how it's, it's a great opportunity to sort of start having difficult conversations with people about these topics. Um, so I cannot recommend this book enough, which is out now, as it turns out. Not October 5th. <laughs> Get it. 
go get it. Um, my recommendation is uh, short and simple and sweet. Uh, Midnight Mass on Netflix oh. just dropped with Raul Kahuli. He's not a main character, but he's the main character in my heart. And I love him. And it's by the people who did Haunting of Hill House. So just they know gothic horror. And we haven't seen gothic mm. horror in a really long time. So it is it is fantastic. So that's my recommendation, especially if you're in the spooky mood, which you probably are if you're listening to this podcast right now. Um, so let's talk about the movie spoilers although it came out a very long time ago it's also based kind of very loosely on historical figure so spoilers in that way too um like you should already know kind of what happens in the end but we are talking about abraham lincoln vampire hunter vampire killer vampire hunter um and i would love before we get into it tell our listeners why we chose this one because julie has um mocked me for my film choices and so I was like I'm gonna I'm gonna pick a brilliant film for my next horror film so I picked the others you cannot find it anywhere on a streaming service like not even to rent on Amazon so then I picked Sleepy Hollow um also just available for rent on Amazon so I looked on HBO Max and this was there so we watched it and we're gonna talk about it today (laughs) I just wanted to defend yes. myself, Julie. Well, in, in my defense, I was like, I don't want to pay to watch the movies. What can we find that's th- free? There's 8 million streaming services. <laughs> Got it. Now I know <laughs> for future endeavors. Um, Is this like a disclaimer? Because you're going to start this episode by being like, guess what, y'all? I picked another terrible movie. I, it wasn't a good movie. I have a lot to talk about and say about it, and it might be because vampires hold a special place in my heart, but because of that, I, like, read tons of, like, like, doctoral theses on them, and, like, dissertations and all that, um, because their role in literature and media in general is fascinating, and how it kind of shapes our collective, so I have a lot to say, but Julie, what are your thoughts on this movie? um it was look it was not it was not a good movie however i i appreciate dominic cooper Mm. if he can get me to watch not only the original but the sequel to mama mia here we go again he can get me to watch this movie which was a lot what I will say it was a movie of its time. Like it is very Van Helsing League of Extraordinary Gentlemen where they took these, I mean, it's Abraham Lincoln, but they took these like very known figures and then created this like badass storyline with these crazy action sequences and these supernatural elements. So it fit in with all the movies that were getting medium reviews at that time. Yeah, yeah. I just, (laughs) like you're already... You're already making a movie in which a historical figure is a vampire hunter, mm-hmm. but also the level of like you'll see your dapper in the background. Sorry, listeners. <laughs> but he's living um, his best life. The level of what? <laughs> the level of like whitewashed American history about oh. like Abraham Lincoln 
friend, savior, and hero to mm -hmm. the enslaved. Like, I don't know why. I mean, I do know why. Like, mm -hmm. I expected it to be far-fetched with vampires. But, yeah. like, you had to create, like, this full narrative about him in order to support the vampire justification. Like, the, so let's... Ugh. let's talk that's what I want to talk about um is the former slave owner southern vampire because it is a trope in all of American vampire media all of it so when like vampires began right like well I mean obviously vampires began long before this but the main thing with Dracula and the vampire like myth of that era was this Germanic foreigner that came over to seduce women. And we, <laughs> you mentioned to me that you and you and your, your spouse were having a conversation about how like vampire is erotica because it is. Oh yeah, like, 100%. Mike yeah, and I had a big discussion over that. Cause it's either consensual or non-consensual exchange of fluids. And so it's this way of back in the day, back in, you know, the Dracula times being like, oh, this, this Germanic foreigner coming over is going to non-consensually take from you and take from the innocence and take from, so that was the trope in Europe. So the United States, what we start to see is we start to see, and also like, I'm, I'm, I don't have a doctorate in this. So it is what, but this is what I've read. And this movie kind of just is almost the pinnacle of that and now we're seeing it come down from it um is that with Anne Rice we get this trope of this like reformed slave owner southern vampire so you have Louis in interview with the vampire but that's the first like big American vampire right and then after that every single major media we've seen with vampires have had this like tortured soul but it used to be the southern gentleman fighting for his state's rights that becomes this sexy vampire and so you have um angel sorry angel is one of them you have bill compton from true blood you have stefan in vampire diaries you have um oh there are a few more but they're everywhere and so that becomes the main trope and instead of it being the like <clears throat> oh fear the other it becomes a like oh see they can reform and that becomes the narrative of like this oh well i don't and it's all of these vampires because there are other vampires in this story but all the former southern slave owners that our vampires are reformed and they don't drink blood and they know about consent and this, you know, and that's this interesting narrative that is now kind of being told, right? Mm -hmm. And so the one thing that I liked about this movie, but also it did whitewash and make it like, is that there was no reformation for slave ownership. It was truly evil and there is some part of that that I was like okay I you know I, at least at least there was something about this that like if they had them reform at the end I would have thrown something at the tv 
you know what I mean? So that was one thing that I was like, okay, I like that. But it, what it does is it does make it so much of like the evil that took over the South was truly supernatural. It was not the fact that, that there was a system in place that mm-hmm. people made money off of and they didn't give a shit about humanity. They kept making money and they would continue if the conversations and the wars did not happen for it to stop. And I also did not like the fact about the, I'm sorry, I'm going on it. I, t- I warned you about this tirade. Um, I also hated the fact that instead of it being this, you know, this issue of slavery being fought little by little and really tearing down walls and conversation after conversation and, and battle after battle, it became, oh, only a supernatural force can fight this other evil supernatural force. And it's like, no, this was a real thing that happened because people are shitty and want money over humanity. And we are still dealing with the system today. It was not vanquished by Abraham Lincoln. So anyway, that's just my, my spiel on the, the trope that is the reformed slave over owner Southern vampire. I, I mean, I love that. I, <laughs> oh my gosh. Are you dying? <clears throat> I, I don't think I drank enough water or something because I'm like choking on my own slobber. Mmm, sexy. Mm. Um, Welcome, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, there's just, yeah, there's just so much, so much um, about that. <laughs> um, and, and Mike and I did because, it, like, when I was first trying to find my second movie for this month, um, like we were looking up like you know top however many horror films to watch or whatever mm-hmm. and interview with the vampire on that was on oh, that yeah of course it was and i was like that's not a horror film no like it's just not um and it was a big conversation with mike and i because he was like well it says that it is i'm like i don't care like vampire movies they're all vaguely sexy like maybe they call it horror so that like it makes it more okay but like bram stoker's dracula not a horror film no they're almost like romances now how it's played you know what i mean yeah well and you know (laughs) that's a whole other thing in itself is like making like films that make things acceptable that make behavior acceptable yeah um and this is not me this is not me being like kids can't play video games because they'll be influenced but those films are produced by an entire generation of men that are now at the center of the me too movement mm-hmm. yeah and it and one of the things that i and you also see a lot of male vampires and then innocent female victims and one of the things I do like about True Blood is that she has just as much power, if actually not more power, than any of her vampire counterparts. And her journey is discovering that power and then realizing she doesn't need any of them. Like, she doesn't need any vampire in her life. 
Mm-hmm. And compared to a lot of, <clears throat> and I like, I like that narrative of like, you know, it's, it's, it's sexy. It's good versus evil. It's this, it's that. But that narrative, if you think of like the vampire is an evil force, that narrative where like, you're like, oh, evil is great. Yeah. And then you realize that you have power to overcome it and evil, you know, dark forces or dark matters of the mind or even depression like if you want to think about depression and how it takes over you and then you can overcome it because you have your own quote-unquote superpower that narrative feels better to me than the oh I'm just a sad little girl and he's just a man like he's this amazing hundred year old man and I'm a teenager that's another thing I like about true blood she's like 25 like she's an adult um so, and I, and also that being said with Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter, I, w- I would have liked it better if Mary Todd also fought some vampires. I just feel like she was the character that I was like, why are you, like, I know she's in it historically, but why are you in this movie or in this book if they're not going to do anything with you? Especially because Mary Todd is a historical figure believed in the supernatural she had seances like if any character is the one to develop in this weird narrative that's the character mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah I, and I, I know this is based on a book who mm-hmm. and the author also wrote pride and prejudice and zombies yeah um so i'm a, i'm curious about that um like the book compared but- to the movie yeah I'm, yeah I'm always I'm always curious about that um and I, I will say like the the costuming yes and the hair the hair was so was you go <laughs> it's probably the most accurate yeah you've seen yes I was I would that was another thing <laughs> we're such past costumers in our lives that was one like I every time it showed a new hairstyle with her I googled what Mary Todd's hair looked like at their wedding and at that like Mm -hmm. it is pretty accurate and they did a good job at aging him and they made him super tall like I think they cast this movie really well um yeah it's another one like uh sorry I'm gonna bring up the dreaded American haunting we're like the cast is phenomenal. It's banging. And that doesn't mean it's a good movie, though. And the costume is pretty good. <clears throat> um, I, I do think a little bit, like, a little bit of the difference between that one and this one is that, like, this one, it, this one goes straight out the gate. They're like, we're a popcorn flick. Like, we're here yeah. for the fun. Um we're not we're not taking ourselves seriously yeah um and and as a result there's a lot there is a lot that's like fun about it um Mm -hmm. it's just like I don't know it just like really turned me off that it's like oh and we're gonna present Abraham Lincoln as like the soul say but then again like I think about like my uh, like uh, you know high school education and you know there's a there's a lot that's not talked about when the civil war comes up it's really just the emancipation proclamation it's not the fact that lincoln was like well what if we just 
put everyone back on a boat and send them back home. Well, I, I, I thought it was interesting that they, it was written in the segments of Lincoln's life that we all know. Like it didn't go into, so it was like his childhood when his mom dies, when he was a clerk and he met Mary Todd and did a, and then it skips a whole bunch. And that's what we know from our history classes. And, but that's the part that got the work done, right? Like, okay, and then he was president and then the war happened. And you're like, okay, well that middle part is actually the part that we should start talking about is, is what led up to the war and not, well, the states were arguing. It's like, no, what makes a leader and what makes leaders on both sides actually start to fight because um i feel like those are years that it's just it's just generalized so much that we need to stop making it so general Mm -hmm. Um, yeah and yeah go ahead sorry (laughs) you go ahead well i i we can't discuss this movie Mm -hmm. and not acknowledge the wonder that is Anthony Mackey. Oh, yes. Just out there doing the Lord's work in movies. Um, the, like, <laughs> the little action scene in, in the train. Yeah. When, like, he, he, like, kicks the butt of the one vampire and then the other vampire comes through and he just, like, <laughs> elbows him from behind and shuts that door. Yeah. No, he, he's one of those actors that you're like, are you in everything? Literally everything? I dare say not enough. Oh, true. True, true, true. I think, <laughs> uh, <laughs> true. Um, <clears throat> I will say when it comes to, so I feel like this movie is kind of the pinnacle of like that, that trope that I was talking about earlier. And now we're seeing like the, the fall of it so much that we're deconstructing mm-hmm. it and a book that I would highly recommend that takes this vampire trope and really goes like this is fucked up is <laughs> the southerner book club's guide to slaying vampires it is a great book Ooh. it just came out I want to say it just came out in February no uh it came out okay a funny, like a few years ago <laughs> um but I read it in a book club this this summer and um yeah it just takes that trope and recognizes it and then twists it around um and it's it's great oh okay oh okay you've seen it you've seen it i i've seen the cover um also grady hendrix the author has a Mm -hmm. new book out called the final girls support group that's been um very popular Mm -hmm. i think oh oh go ahead it centers upon a woman's book club that faces a vampiric threat. See now, oh, I can get it. It's available at my library right now. Oh, I wonder. I might be. I might be in trouble with the library. I am definitely in trouble with my library because this is <laughs> <laughs> this is what you want to hear, listeners. Um, this is so dumb. Can I tell you what I did? Yes. <sighs> I tried to record. <laughs> a reel okay and in the reel I tried to like pour wine into a wine glass next to my book (laughs) and I missed 
so I got wine on the book. But uh-huh. it was only it was only on like the side of the pages, and it just like dyed them purple. You can still read the book; like the pages weren't even wilted. Yeah. And I got a letter, and they're like holding <gasps> the book for me. They're like, "You have to pay the full price of the book. We're holding it. You can come inspect it." And I haven't been yet because I'm like, so if you can't put it back out on the floor, then I'll, the book? I'll give you that money. But I'm taking the book because I really liked it. But I'm just so mortified that I destroyed a book trying to be on social media so that's my shame now I need to see that reel and it needs to go on her Instagram <laughs> I've only made like three reels in my life so it won't be hard to find oh, join TikTok come on I know you're on TikTok but like I'm on I'm on TikTok for the videos that you send me and also um I'm like I love teacher videos oh my gosh I watched one of a teacher today that she was eating a kick-out bar by like biting into the middle of it and she had eighth graders and sixth graders like different like videos for each and one of the sixth graders was like you're a menace to society (laughs) (laughs) it was great it was great um what else anything else about um abraham lincoln vampire hunter you want to just touch on i mean yeah it it was not a movie i enjoyed but Mm -hmm. it was probably a movie of that very distinct short time of popular mashup books yeah and movies yeah so say exactly i don't i don't think and that that time in our in our like patriotism and as a monoculture, I think we have over the past year kind of, you know, have been learning and studying and realizing it's not all we were taught, right? So it just would not be the same now. Um, one top one top hat to ten top hats. How would you rate this movie? Oh my god, six top hats. Really? I was going to go like three. I did not like it. And I'm a vampire person. Oh God. I was feeling, I was, were you feeling lower? Well, I just was like, I don't want to keep giving Laura crap about picking terrible movies. So no, I'll give I it like a. I won't always. I won't always. Maybe I will. It's fine. They, I, well, I make Mike watch the movies with me. Uh-huh. Um, so he and it was really now. No, but it was really <laughs> funny. Like. I don't even think think we were past the credits and he was like, did Laura pick this one? (laughs) (laughs) But then you told him that I picked two others that you would, that one we couldn't do and then the other you said you wouldn't pay for. So you have to defend me, Julie. Um, I will. I will defend your honor. No, I will. I will pick better ones. This is what I realized though, is I was like, I don't watch a lot of movies. I've been a, I've been a mini series person probably for the past 10 years that's why most of my movies are like circa 2004 so i need to watch movies again um yeah what do you what do you actually want to give this you can be honest i want to give it i'm going to give it um a four okay two for dominic cooper two for Mm -hmm. anthony mackie okay and then a subtle baseline for all the costumes yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> so uh, what do you've got coming up? What are you looking forward to? Um, I'm just, I, it's starting to cool off here. Mm-hmm. I, 
I I went out and I had a drink on a what? Thursday night. What? Um, crazy, crazy. Lady. At a new brewery in town that has what? a giant outdoor seating area. Ugh. Um, and I forgot that my hair could look so good. I know that that's vain. I know it, but I don't think I've had my hair not in a messy bun with fourteen thousand clips in it in months. Mm-hmm. That so you're just looking forward to going to that brewery with fantastic hair again. I mean, anywhere. If it's if the if the humidity is going to be like this for a while, then yeah. <laughs> um, and also your visit. You're coming to visit soon. I am very soon, like a month soon, but that feels very soon. Um, yeah, that'd be exciting. I'm looking forward to uh, painting the walls in my house because it's all agreeable gray. Um, that's literally <laughs> the, the agreeable color name. gray. That's oh literally the color name. Look it up. Every house that was bought in 2020 is painted this color. Um, I love it. Whoever made it that name is phenomenal. Um, but they're all painted agreeable gray. So I bought uh, wallpaper for one wall. And then I have accent colors that are going to go along different walls. Because my dining room and my living room are kind of one long stretch of a room with a ro- with a tiny wall breaking them up but not closing it. So I'm going to start making this house my house. And that feels good. Yay. I love that. Yeah. Um, I guess that's it. I guess that's, thank you for listening listeners. I swear we'll come up with a better catchphrase. Uh, <laughs> I, I really liked greetings and salutations. Greetings and salutations. Um, is that great mouse detective? Anyway, <laughs> um, I, I, want, I will, I will have better movies. I promise um watch better movies that should be how we end things <laughs> read good books watch better <laughs> movies um yeah let's do that read good books for julie watch better movies for laura uh, those are mantras um if you enjoyed listening feel free to subscribe review you don't have to watch the movies that we are watching but if you'd like to we're going to post them on our instagram the month before so you can see the whole month of things um and oh yeah. I didn't know we we're doing that I love it I love yeah. what we're doing I keep finding out about it <laughs> I just made a decision today though so we're on a little bit of a time crunch so I was like yeah just record Ooh, get them posted get them posted let's do it um yeah well thank you for listening uh read good books and watch better movies bye bye The Pop Culture Period Peace Podcast is a part of the Trident Network. To learn more about our videos, live shows, and other podcasts, please visit thetridentnetwork.com. Culture Period Peace Podcast is a part of the Trident Network. To learn more about our videos, live shows, and other podcasts, please visit thetridentnetwork.com.